Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Klingons, Andorians, aliens of all races, people of all genders, people of just whatever you want to be. We are live in the Academy. We are talking from Star Trek here. I am a Romulan lover. Not joking. I hate the Romulans because they're just not trustworthy people. But the Triple D, Dimitri Zerdos, here in the Academy, giving classes here. But I'm not alone in the Academy. I have the Dean of the Academy. <laughs> the, the man is the straw that stirs the drink. My buddy, Big John Enright, and yes, John Cisco is real. Oh, contrary, well, we're, to, contrary we're, to popular belief. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But yeah, though it's a uh, uh, wow. So Rorpente didn't change your views of uh, Romulans. So no, we, no. we find that out. Rorpente did not change my rule. <laughs> I think, but but it did change my opinion of uh, of. Uh, of uh, Federation inmates, though. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So you know, we uh, we're gonna have some and, fun today. And of and of Federation prosecutors and Federation government <laughs> and the entire Federation itself. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, we're not in a t- utopia yet. We're not there. No, God, no, no. And even and even Star Trek, they're not even in a utopian Star Trek either. Yeah. Yeah, there's still there's still uh, lots of you know there's still crime like that's the whole thing. It's oh like yeah, there, there's crime and there's prisons in you know in Star Trek. So it's like, is it a utopia if you have to have crime and jail and you yeah. know, things like that? You know, uh, you know, it's even on Earth, like that's the whole bit. You know, that's the, you know, Earth still has prisons and stuff on it, and the Earth is supposed to be the jewel of the utopia and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. you know. Even even with Earth and other things, there's still crime. You know, no matter what, you can't. I I feel like crime is one of those things that you'll never get rid of. You can maybe mitigate or lessen, but it'll always be there. Oh you yeah. Know? You know, I mean, I think I think Star Trek proves that that there is you know there's still crime. There's still you know uh, hooligans and such. You know, look at the Orions. Look at Harry Mud. Look yeah. at All that. You know, I think it's a. Uh, it's important to to temper our thoughts of oh we want a, a Star Trek society okay cool but there's still always going to be it's not going to be you know oh you know everything will be great and wonderful these these damn hooligans <laughs> yeah yeah there's still going to be soccer and so you got hooligans when it comes yeah, to soccer hooligans always always so you know but uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's interesting to say the least uh, to see it's a new year. Um, and honestly, with a new year, Paramount is coming out with new Trek essentially. So basically, yeah. we have a year uh, ahead of us. They're they're wrapping up Prodigy right now, which mm-hmm. 
Jacob and I were talking about this the other day. I have not watched one stitch of Prodigy yet. Wow. But, uh, I actually, I'm almost, I'm on like, I stopped watching it like episode 17 because I was like, eh, I kind of give it a break because then I wanted to uh, do, uh, what was I watching? Uh, I think I started watching the older series like Night Court mm-hmm. and Murphy Brown and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So, and, yeah. and I finished, and I finished Hawaii Five O. Nice. It's not yeah. that, so. The old one or the new one? The new one. The new one? What did you think of the end of it? The the end of the new one? I thought yeah. it was pretty good. I did, too. I thought it yeah. was pretty good. Really, it was really it was interesting. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what I just watched? I just watched Tulsa King. Oh, I hear that's good. Excellent. I hear it's Excellent. real good. I got Vince, Vince, uh, uh, Vince Russo, I talked to Vince Russo about a, a week ago. And he goes, bro, you watching anything, bro? I was like, yeah, I'm watching a little bit. Watch, bro, you gotta watch Tulsa King, bro. I'm telling you, man, Tulsa King's the best, bro. You gotta watch it. I watched it. Yeah, he wasn't joking. Mm. And then after he told me that, my sister said she watched it. And she said it was awesome that I had to watch it. So, so, I'm, so, so, anyone looking to watch something on Paramount Plus, Tulsa King, highly recommend it. Sliced alone is. I, I'm telling you. It's really fucking good. I just see some clips, and dude looks like a boss, like legit, like a legit boss. I seriously, man. I guess everyone, everyone talks about taking gas and how it, you know, shortens your lifespan. This and the other thing. I, I look at Stallone, and I'm like, who cares? Look, look at Stallone. He's he's on so much gas and everything else. It doesn't matter. He's He's going to be a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's. I mean, hey, I, if he he's what in his that is what seventies, right? Yeah. And I mean, dude, yeah. still, did did you see the yeah. Samaritan? Did you see the Samaritan? No, I, I, I haven't seen the Samaritan. Okay, first of all, it's good. You need to check it out. Um, uh, it's it's, int- I mean, it's a good story. It's interesting and. Sly is, is gonna, but like he, old man, but Jack still like it's yeah, just, dude. It's, it, that's the, the, that's how I was in Tulsa King too, old man, but Jack. Yeah, we you know, and the funny thing is, you know, if you think about how Sly started his career, Rocky, Rambo, just action movie, blah blah blah, and the stuff he's putting in, like the Samaritan, is actually a really interesting, more of a drama. It's got some sci-fi, mm-hmm. you know, superhero thing to it, but it's it's an interesting drama. Tulsa King. There's some of the stuff that he's putting out lately, like with Creed and and things like that. You know, you're just seeing that now he's really developed his acting skill to where when you see him in these roles, I don't immediately think Rocky. You know, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, the character of the role he's playing because he does such a good job of inhabiting that thing. So, um, you know, uh, it's definitely... Actually, actually, when I think of Sylvester Stallone, I think of Stop or my mom will shoot. That's what I think of Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that oh wow, that's him and Estelle Getty together. That was Sophia funny from Golden Girls. Those two together, great movie. I love that movie. Stop that movie, yeah, that's boy. Uh, if y'all have, if y'all Ray Liotta, 
Ray Ray Liotta was in it as well. Mm-hmm. He played the dickhead. I think we played the dickhead captain or chief or something. Something like that. Yeah. Stallone gives him a swirly. It's hilarious. Oh, dude, do this. That is wow. If you haven't seen that, that's a callback. You gotta go check that. That out. is a callback. You like yeah, that? Yeah, you gotta yeah, you yeah. gotta check that out. Which, by the way, you dropped a Vince Russo reference. Is he what? Did you tell him to watch Star Trek? Have you been watch, getting him to try to watch Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been telling him to watch Trek for a while now. You know. And then, then, then you get him come on the show. We watch some Trek. Exactly, and yeah. Tell him, hey, come on, talk. Let's talk Trek. Let's exactly. let's see what his thoughts are on it as a writer and a person. See, mm-hmm. like, you know, bro, what you think about Trek, bro? Let's... Bro, what do you think about Trek? <laughs> yeah. So, well, of uh, course, you know, I mean, he was he was around probably watching the original Trek too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, because that, I mean, my God, look at look at that time. You had Hawaii mm-hmm. Five O. You had Star Trek. You had Mission Impossible. Uh, God, what else did you have? Uh, Batman. Oh, fuck. Dude, Just, there was so much. Get smart. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the the shows were just so good, and the mm-hmm. acting was good, too. You look at, like, these TV actors. I'm like, man, these are really good actors. Yeah. Like, really good actors. Yeah, and it was really weird that in the day um, – you know how you you were either a TV star or a movie star, right? Yeah. Like nobody nobody went one or the other, and how it was just like mm, I want to be one or the other. And yet, really, there were some really good TV stars and other people who were like oh, or really good movie stars who could have probably benefited from you know being on TV. Yeah, and it was just so weird that yeah. that happened. Yeah. And actually, the, the transition during that time for TV to movie stars, it wasn't until like the late 70s, early 80s, when you had like Peter Graves in like Airplane and Shatner in, this, in the Star Trek movies, you know. But mm-hmm. to me, I, you're going to laugh, but the original like hybrid TV star, movie star, dude had one role on TV, but he made it last. And one role in the movies, but it was iconic. Jack mm-hmm. Lord. Felix Slider and Dr. No and Steve McGarry and Hawaii Five O. Yeah. So to, to me, you know, he's sort of like a hybrid because he definitely could have made it big in movies and yeah. he made it big in TV. So Yeah, it was I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I think there's there's a lot um that was left on the table, unfortunately. Because yeah. people weren't weren't willing to think beyond their medium, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's, that's just sad in general, you know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, but, uh, well, uh, I guess we should probably talk news, you know, speaking mm-hmm. of, of sad things. I, I actually speaking, speaking of TV. Okay. In the Star Trek, uh, shit post, uh, group, somebody decided to do, somebody said, let's do a Star Trek malt series. Now, Maltz is the is one of the Klingons from Star Trek Three. Right now, now Maltz is portrayed by probably one of the best like TV actors of our generation, the talented John Larroquette from Night Court that played Dan That's Fielder. Right. So, could you imagine? Almost, almost, it's it's almost like a Klingon comedy with Maltz and John Larroquette playing that character. You know, almost, almost have him as like an attorney and like in a Klingon court. Come on, how great would that be? That would, be, yeah, that would be 
You do yeah. Nightcore but Klingon style. Come on, that yeah. would be yeah. tremendous. We, we, we kind of had that a little bit with, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, which one did they? Oh, Star Trek Six, and then later on in Enterprise, yeah, you know, yeah, we saw the Klingon. So yeah, but like taking that approach to it. All right, fine. Yeah, I mean, you're an alien, rural pente. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. just you know that I I think it'd be interesting. Which, by the way. Uh, you had also starring in Night Court, Brett Spiner. Yes. Uh, made several appearances uh, mm-hmm. on that show as well. So. Bob Wheeler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, I swear, the, the thing with him where he was like, he's like, I'm from Yugoslavia. <laughs> it's like, and then, then on top of it, he's like, well, I was fluent in Spanish. You hear him speaking Spanish in a heavy accent. I'm like, I'm dying laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this show is. It was just so wacky, and I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, it was, it was <laughs> super great. But it was a good show, so it's smart. Have you watched any of the new, like the new Night Court? It's not. It's not out until January seventeenth. Okay, have, it's not on. But I have seen the previews. To me, I think the casting. I think they did a good job of casting. At least they got John Laro Kep back. Right. Unfortunately. You know, the guy that played Bullshit and Richard Mall wants something to do with the new series. Uh, Marky Post, uh, Marky Post, who played, um, oh, God, the the, the, um, the public defender. Yeah. What was her name? I just watched it, too. I, I should I should know this. I, I but, can't remember, dude. Yeah. But she, she, she passed away back in 2021. And Harry Anderson, who played, you know, Judge Harry Stone, he right. passed away. So, but yeah. listen, as long to me, the the guy that sold the show every show was 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 Dan anyway. So right, you know, so they got him back, which is good. And he's just, I I think I think John Larroquette's gonna have a field day with these guys with the, with the new ones. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, yeah. I, I think anyway. So. um if nothing else, because um, they're honoring the past show, um, yeah. But I, it looks like it's still going to be its own thing, you know. That I feel like they're gonna they're gonna trek uh, wisely into that. So, you know, that's that's the hope anyway. Yeah. But, uh, and and from my understanding, the young lady who's playing the judge is they're playing it as she's Harry's daughter, right? Yes. Yeah, she was from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, she's the uh, she's the blonde hair, big boob chick. Yeah, blonde hair, big boob chick. Yeah, that had the quiet voice. That's probably the quiet voice. (laughs) Well, she had was like real high and mousy, but like I know that's not how she talks in real life. But that's just yeah, they had that's how they. Well, yeah. Well, actually, you know, you know, doesn't talk like how Fran Drescher doesn't talk like how she talked in the nanny, like in real life, right? Because there, I, I swear I'm watching Nightcore, and I see this, I see this actress. I'm looking at her, and like she's flirting with Dan. And I'm like, that's gotta be Fran Drescher. Sounds nothing like she sounds like normal, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, damn man, it's like she had it going on, and she had a normal voice. So that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's there we go. That's what we need. That's what we need. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess we should probably get into the news. Yeah, you know? we probably should. Yeah, we, we probably we should. Got... We're about we're almost fifteen minutes in. So. Yeah, we, yeah, we 
if, talk about <laughs> talk about on a, on a, on a hardness scale of uh, Fran Drescher one to ten. <laughs> yeah, about we're at a we're probably at a seven for this intro right now. So you know you know what? I gotta say this though Terry Terry Hatcher guest starred in there too. <laughs> Young mm-hmm. Terry Hatcher, yes. old Terry Hatcher. Yes. Terry Hatcher in general. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess now it is time to, um, oh shoot. It's been so long. I forget. It's, it's not the bosun's whistle because that's the main point, right? No, the main uh, point's black alert. No, it is the bosun's. It, it is, is the bosun's. It is the bosun's. All right. Man. So, uh, <laughs> so even though he's not on the smack attack podcast anymore, he is helping with us producing still for here. So James, my honey, MacGyver, if you would please Bye. blow the bosun's whistle right here. Oh, by the way, who is doing the smack attack with you? Uh, right now, uh, the vet's filling in. I don't have okay. anybody, you know, regularly. Um, and I have to take this weekend off, and we'll talk about that later. Okay, sounds good. Man. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, first news story of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten the release date for Picard season three. Um, yep. Uh, it'll be it's in seven weeks they're saying thursday february 16th will be the premiere date for season three uh so um it is i i'm interested in it i'm very you know i'm very uh i guess the best way i would describe it is i'm very intrigued in how they're handling it um so and then we know that um he gets a call from Beverly. Somebody's hunting the Enterprise crew, um, and and we've seen the villain. I don't, but you know, it's 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 something that's haunting his their past and everything. I don't know. It's intriguing. I'm looking forward to it. I've seen the trailers. Um, I'm definitely on board for this last season. Okay, so I haven't seen any of the trailer trailers yet, so I gotta watch the trailers. Yeah, you gotta watch some trailers. So after we get done with this, I'm gonna watch the trailers for it. So. But I'm also, you know, but me not watching the trailers now, kind of knowing like the cast that's going in, I can't wait to see like what they're going to do now because we had Q. Yeah. We had data. We had Q. Who's going to be the next? Who's who's the next villain? Who's the next logical villain? Who from the past of, 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 of next generation is hunting them? Uh, it's not necessarily this. Per- I don't think this person's been a character before, but it, it has something to do with what they've done, from my understanding, from what I saw um, on the trailer. And I, like I said, I could be completely wrong, but um, you know, uh, that's kind of um, what I was gathering from the trailers and such, and from some of the mm-hmm. readings I've gotten. But it should be interesting to say the least. I do know in the trailer there's a very funny line where they're going down and it's Riker and Worf for our weight mm-hmm. team. And Worf tells everybody he's a pacifist now. And oh, Riker yeah. goes, Riker goes, we're gonna die. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, our greatest fighter has just been taken off the board. We're gonna die. So Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The, the greatest fighter, the the Enterprise D had, that blue barrel fucked a lot of shit up, man. Oh yeah, that blue. <laughs> yeah, the, they no. should have sent the blue barrel down it. They should have sent the blue. Yeah, they should have sent the blue barrel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, watch it break spines and you know crush heads. 
the blue barrel. The blue barrel. So yes, yeah, so I still the, love. Yeah, I still, I still have those those wharf memes where it shows. Wharf goes, who's next? Yeah, and the blue barrel. Then it's like written by Rick Berman. <laughs> yeah. Shows over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So, uh, so Triple D, how excited are you for February sixteenth? I'm really excited for February sixteenth because. That means we're in the month of February. We're, we're getting closer to June, baby. Summer. That's what, that's what I'm excited about. But I'm really excited because this gives me a new series to watch. Because <laughs> I've watched a lot of series. I've watched a lot of TV here at home. <laughs> and I'm starting to get bored. So I can't wait for a new series to come out. Uh, well, he's going to come out bored and rips. That's all. That's all. Triple yeah, got. right. Yeah. Bored right. and well, rips. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, he's got yeah. nothing to do but watch TV and work out. So yeah, look out, look out. So uh, all right, so our next one, uh, the Leonard Nimoy uh, Memorial, which we talked about um, last year, um, is actually moving forward down because uh, they received a major from Android co-founder Rich Miner. So uh, mm-hmm. if you guys don't remember, there is uh, the Boston Museum of Science. And the family Leonard Nimoy, they had plans to develop a memorial honoring uh, the Star Trek legend. Uh, and it's a, it's a 20-foot illuminated stainless steel sculpture shaped in the famous Live Long and Prosper Vulcan uh, salute um, that Nimoy developed for Star Trek. And uh, it's designed by Arliss Data Phillips, and it'll be in front of the Boston Museum of Science at the Science Park. And they had a fundraising goal of 500000 but after a year, the museum is only collected a fraction of the amount. Now, thanks to a six-figure donation from Rich Miner, the museum has enough to get started while continuing to fundraise. So, uh, like Leonard Nimoy, Miner is a Boston native. He earned his PhD and master's and uh, bachelor's in computer science from the University University of Massachusetts at Lowell, and he continued to live and work in the area. So, and then, uh, so he, he... trekmovie.com, which is where I get most of our news. They asked him why he stepped up on the Nemo and Memorial, and he said, the Star Trek series and Spock's character were an early influence on my interest in science and technology, along with an inspiration for being for of several of my startup companies. Like Lennon, my parents also grew up in the Jewish neighborhoods of Boston. Supporting Leonard Nimoy Live Long and Prosper Memorial Sculpture on display at the Museum of Science in Boston will not only be a beautiful tribute honoring Leonard Nimoy's legacy, but also be a symbol for peace, tolerance, and unity for millions of visitors each year. So that's he did that. So the next steps for the Boston Museum of Science and uh, Leonard Nimoy family is they're working on development of the next phase of the project, and they will announce more soon. So uh, if you do want to donate, you can visit mos.org backslash Nimoy. And that will um, uh, that will take you there, so you can donate. Uh, the page has not been updated with the new donation of Rich Miner, and this was as of um, December thirtieth of twenty twenty two that this happened. So, uh, Triple D, thoughts on Rich Miner and helping to kickstart and move along this um, Leonard Nimoy memorial. A lot of respect to Rich Miner for stepping up and getting this done and giving them the money to actually do this. And I've been to the Boston Museum of Science. It's 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 a really cool place. And I think 
with the giant, you know, live long and prosper sign, the Vulcan, you know, the Vulcan salute. I think it's going to be fantastic. And it is a really, to me, it's a great nod, you know, to Nimoy, who is from Boston, to have that there. Mm-hmm. That Star Trek has inspired so many people to go into the sciences and to become astronauts or to invent things, you know? Yeah. Because you can't tell me the guy that invented the Motorola Star Trek didn't look at a Star Trek communicator. And it's like, hey, let me invent a cell phone like that. So, and plus two, the, the, the Apple iPad, everything, the pads and stuff. You know, it's, Star Trek has just done so much for science to get, you know, people going, people thinking about different things. The space shuttle named the Enterprise. I mean, come on. You know, yeah. This is, I mean, to me, this is this is giant win. This is a win for the city of Boston. This is a win for Star Trek fans. You know, this 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 is a win just for sci-fi fans in general. So yeah, yeah, and I agreed. And I mean, anything Leonard Nimoy has obviously done a lot for the city of Boston for the community and just for raising awareness in general of the man he is. And um, you know, I think having something like this just one it elevates Star Trek. You know, but two, think about the young minds that it kind of helps mold into science and other areas that they could, um, you know, really kind of enhance and move forward. So um, if this is a good thing and Mr. Minor, tip of the cap to you, sir, for that, you know, that was, you know, pretty amazing to be able to do that. Like, that's the thing, you know, I can't get mad at a billionaire if you use your money properly like that, you know, um, to fun, that kind of stuff. Granted, it's a tax write-off. He probably had money he had to get rid of before the end of the year because that was as of December 30th. And then so, you know, obviously end of the year giving to make your tax credit for the year. But still, it, it can't, that can't hurt in the long run uh, no. overall. So, uh, Triple D, I don't know if you've been aware of this, but Star Trek Strange New Worlds is in comic form and they have uh, the series out called The Illyrian Enigma. And, really? Uh, yes, it's a four issue series um it is uh basically going to cover what happens at the end of season one as they go into season two so uh it's a four issue miniseries um by idw um and it's uh it's uh the issue number one is out right now as of december 31st so you can see episode i mean um issue one uh, I'm sure issue two may be out, but they basically kind of cover what happens after the end of se- episode or the end of season one, which uh, in case those of you haven't seen uh, Strange New Worlds, I don't know why, but the biggest thing was um, that um, the last things we see is Una Chin Riley, a.k.a. number one. Uh, mm-hmm. being arrested for violating the directive because she's an Alarian. And so, you know, we see that walked off. And so then we're going to cover where that happens after that and leading up to season two. So, uh, Triple D, thoughts on this to kind of bridge that gap between season one and season two? With the I comic. love it. I love it. I mean, it still keeps track. It still keeps you, you know, in the mindset of Strange New Worlds, thinking about it when you when you read it. And then also too in 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 the comic book form, it gives the author a little bit more creative freedom to kind of go different routes that the TV series can't go. So 
I'm on Amazon right now trying to find it. So I'm probably going to order all four of them or order the, 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 the book version and read it because, you know, I love this. I, I, I like this kind of content here in between seasons here for, for, for Star Trek because it's still, because you have the fans, they want more. And then they're like, yeah, we'll give you this. We'll give you this in comic book form. Mm-hmm. And they read it and they love it. You know, it's like, it's, it's great. You know, it's like they, um, they just did it for, I just, I actually, I had it. I just, uh, it was a comic series, Batman 89, mm. where they went on, if Tim Byrne had done a third Batman film, mm. that's, you have the creation of Two-Face, Catwoman Returns, so stuff like that. Like, I love stuff like that, and I love that Star Trek is it's always done stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, with the Picard countdown series, the countdown series to, to the Kelvin timeline movies in between the Kelvin timeline movies with the books, the comics, you know, it's a really good way to keep the fans interested and keep the fans excited and to make the fans tune in, you know, when the series come out. Right. Because, because the series will try to continue off of the novels or off of the books. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, our next story: uh, Sophia uh, Butella wants to return for Star Trek Four. This was the uh, young lady who played Jayla, and and she okay. hopes to see Jayla evolve because um, we saw at the end of Star Trek Three, um, Kirk and the crew had gotten Jayla, you know, into Starfleet Academy, um, and so they asked her you know, what she hopes for. And she says, I would love to see her evolve with, with all the guys and with everybody. I would love to go back to her. I love her a lot. I enjoy the experience so much. I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, and then, but of course, as we know, the latest uh, news from the Star Trek Four project, they were removing it from the 2023 release. Um, and they asked her what she knows about it. And she goes, I don't know if they're making a fourth one. I hear things all the times, but I don't know what's happening. Oh God, why, why, why are they doing this? I don't know. You know, you have you have momentum here. You have the cast wanting to, you have Chris Pine, Zachary Quaino, you have the cast wanting to come back, the original cast. Big movie stars. Mm-hmm. They want to do it again. How hard is it to get a script? Yeah. Take a, or to have someone direct. Quentin Tarantino wanted to direct it. You have all these big names. They, they you know, they want to do it. Yeah. And what's Paramount doing? They're sucking their thumbs and, oh, this is, you know, and not doing anything about it. Okay, get your heads out of your freaking rear end and let's go. You're sitting on a multi-billion dollar film here. Let's make it. You know, I mean, you look at the movies coming out now, they're garbage. Mm -hmm. Garbage coming out. What's the last good movie that Paramount released? Mm -hmm. Good question. You know, it's like, stop making garbage, get off your ass, make Star Trek 4, let's go. Okay? Sick of this crap. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. And the fact that, hey, Simon Pegg's involved, who was in the last one, who wrote the movie, just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which, 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 at the time, Into Darkness didn't get the credit it would deserve now. People look into darkness as, as a sci-fi masterpiece now, and Simon Pegg wrote it. You have Simon Pegg involved. You, yeah. 
you have all the big name people in Trek that make Trek great. They're involved in this. You know, let's do this. Enough is enough. Let's cut the crap. Mm -hmm. All right? Seriously. You know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, these, 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 you know, they did, they did the same thing with Ghostbusters. You know, they dragged their asses for how many freaking years, you know, and they couldn't do, and they could and then they came up with that, that absolute dumpster fire, you know, movie that they did. Okay. You know, and it wasn't because it was all, it's an all female cast. It was because mm -hmm. it was a dumpster fire. It was horrible writing. It was shit. And I'm trying not to swear as much, okay? But you got me on a rant now. So they had to wait. And when they did Afterlife, which did a good job with it, they couldn't have Harold Ramis in it because he passed away. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they sat on their asses and they, and they didn't do anything. That pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Make the movie, okay? Jeez. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Uh, and that's not I'm a story trying, I wasn't I'm trying I wasn't intending to like get you riled up with that story. I, I'm trying I just, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best not to be not to swear, not to do this. But, street street continued. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. It's just terrible. Oh. Okay, well let's let's go let's let's go forward and let's talk about uh to find out if uh, Cisco is still human. So, as you know, um, IDW has a series just called Star Trek. Um, and in this one, though, it, it features Cisco, who's back as a captain of the Theseus, um, which is a, uh, a, a trip to kind of navigate some of the more anomalous things. And they've got different people from different timelines, like Worf and Dr. Crusher and uh, some new characters that uh, like Talir is an, as a Vulcan that they've introduced. Um, and so they have issue number three that is coming out soon. Um, this is as of January 3rd. Um, and the, in this issue, um, you get an appearance of Jake Cisco, uh, Dr. Crusher. Um, but in this one, there's a, uh, I guess there's a time where Dr. Crusher is trying to talk to, Captain Cisco about his time being quote unquote a god, essentially, uh, living in the wormhole and what's that like? Um, and so the preview is funny because they go there, they they she asks him, uh, like, what's it like? You know, if he is a human, like, what's it like since you've come back? Uh, what was it in there? Um, he goes, I couldn't describe it to you if I tried. And she goes, Try me for science. Have you ever been omnipotent, Dr. Crusher? I once single-handedly escaped a reality-erasing warp bubble. I was the only being in existence. One time, I fell in love with a ghost. <laughs> so that that has been said now in comics and in she comics. she boned a ghost. Yeah, and there's a meme rolling around. It's a it's like a it's like a ghost. A guy over. It's like it's a ghost sheet. But so it's, it's like, I'm coming, Beverly. Screaming about Beverly, and the ghost's got a hard eye. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. I said, God bless these Star Trek meme groups, man. They're, they're they are the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, I have not seen this yet. I'm waiting for it to come out on graphic novel because I just, you know, uh, I want to, um, I really want to check it out. It should be good. 
Um, I'm interested in it. And, um, you know, I'm a Cisco guy. So uh, I'll be yeah. interested to see how they handle this going forward because they're wearing the newer Picard-style, you know, uniforms in this comic. So we kind of get an idea of the time frame in it. So it should be fun. Anything we kind of do that bridges that gap between stuff as well should be interesting, to say the least. Um, so let's let's go from Cisco to a cage. How about this? Um, Nicholas Cage doesn't want to be in Star Wars. He's a yeah. Trekkie. He is a Trekkie. Yeah. So I love um, Nicholas Cage. Dude, uh, who doesn't love Nicholas Cage? Um, uh, so in the 2020 film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Nicholas Cage starred with Pedro Pascal, star of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, and he said that Pascal tried to recruit Cage for Star Wars. Uh, but when Yahoo brought this idea to Cage, the actor rejected, saying, No is the answer. I'm not really down for Star Wars. And then he explained, he says, I'm a trick. Well, John, you froze up on us, John. And as John was talking about Nicholas Cage is a trekkie, he froze up. <laughs> are outstanding. And he okay, says, there you go. And Actually, John. Yeah. John, you, you kind of froze up for a little bit. You froze up, it. and then you're like, Nicholas Cage is a trekkie. And he says, I don't want to do Star Wars. And you were just like, frozen okay. time. You're 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 like Han Solo and Carbon. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So when the, he said no, he explained more of why he doesn't want to do it. And he says, "I'm a Trekkie man. I'm on the Star Trek. I'm on the Enterprise. That's where I roll. That's a fact. I grew up watching William Shatner. I thought Chris Pine was terrific in the movies. I think the movies are outstanding. And then when they asked why, he says to me, what science fiction." Uh oh, did it again. So Nicholas Cage has a rap about Star Trek. Everybody, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, just for 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 Nicholas Cage to go off and say that because everyone, you know, because listen, nobody nobody really has the stones to say that they don't like Star yeah. Wars. I thought but, that they got into some serious stuff. Hey, John. So, yeah, you froze up again, John. I don't know how I'm freezing up. I don't know, man, but it's like stopping. Then, then I'm like kind of like just kind of freestyle what I'm talking about. So, yeah. So, so long story short, is Nicolas Cage is a Trekkie and he thinks it's super great because, yeah. you know, they can explore stuff that, you know, but put it in a different time or place or place. Exactly. So uh, that's why he thinks he rolls, he rolls a Star Trek. But boy, reading that made me like, oh, good Lord. That was like reading some drug fueled. You know, manifesto from exactly. somebody. You know, but but here's the thing, as I as I said while you were frozen, nobody has the stones to go off and to basically say that Star Wars is garbage. No actor has the stones to do that now. Nicholas Cage does not care. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage is like the honey badger. Yeah, he, he he's got no. I love him, and you know what? Hey, Paramount. Hey. You dickhead executives. You got Nicolas Cage, who's a huge Trekkie. Let's cast him in something, huh? Mm-hmm. How about that? Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about maybe getting Nicolas Cage, maybe as a captain of a starship? Maybe doing a mini doing a series? Nicolas Cage, Sarah Nicolas Cage? Because you know he'd probably do it because he's a huge Trekkie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, I, I mean, well, what do I know? Okay, I'm just 
I'm just sitting here on a couch in a house in Rome, New York. Don't know nothing, I guess. <laughs> oh my God, these these I swear these executives. I it's, how do they? You no, know, so in all honesty, how how do they justify getting paid money? How do they justify saying, "Yeah, you know, we've got people that would make that would do well in the Star Trek universe, and we have, you know." We know we can make probably a billion dollars with a new Star Trek movie, but uh, you know we just don't want to do it because we gotta focus on some other stupid crap that no one's gonna watch. <laughs> I'm all fired up because of that stuff. Yeah, you are. Just, I'm just. I'm you hot, are. man. I'm hot. Yeah. I'm hot. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's paramount. But, I mean, I I think, honestly, you know, this this opens the door. I think, honestly, this is also something that Paramount um, will have to, like, seriously sit down and go, okay, how do we incorporate them? What do we do? What's our, you know, what's our strategy for this? Because you, you can't not have somebody like that who says that not be a part of your franchise in some way, shape, or form. You know, especially if they say how much. I mean, he basically wrote his love letter to, you know, um, yeah. to Star Trek in that moment right there. So big time. You know, um, but you know, we're talking more love. Uh, this just came out yesterday. Uh, Alex Kurtman and Patrick Stewart, Stewart suggest Star Trek Picard might continue beyond season three. So uh, there is talk. Uh, the door has been left open for more. Um, it says here, when we started the series, Patrick Stewart, this is Kurtman talking, uh, and we all talked about really wanting to be just three years, feeling like we could really tell a complete story with the season uh, you're now seeing as our endpoint. That being said, anything is possible. If a show blows the doors off the place, and we're certainly hoping it will, we are very proud of season three. Who knows? And then when they asked Patrick, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, um, he said, absolutely, yes, to the idea of continuing the role, as long as the show can maintain the work we did in seasons one, two, and three. He noted the third season kept the possibility open for more story. There's still enough enormous potential for a narrative and what we've been doing, and there are doors left open, so we didn't close all of them. But they also did say that this is a conclusion as well. Um, this is... Jean-Luc Picard in The Next Generation never got that final send-off, so that's what this is. So um, it's interesting to say that. So Triple D, we've seen that everybody's talking about Picard last season. This is it. Nothing else going, you know. Now we see that this is going to be, you know, there's a possibility of going forward. Um, We haven't seen it yet. It doesn't come out until February 16th. So... um, how do you how do you feel um, seeing this? As long as Patrick Stewart is still drawing is still drawing oxygen from this earth, there will always be a potential for another series of for another Picard, another season of Picard. Plain and simple. That's it. It to me, it all depends on how it does, how the third season does. If the third season does well, where everyone likes it, it's well received. I think I think they will go on and they will do a fourth series. Uh, they will do a fourth season. But you know, it's like, but to me, 
how much longer can you have Patrick Stewart doing physical stuff at his mm-hmm. age? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's to me, it gets to a point where it's like, ah, uh, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, fun fact: uh, just got show that we got a Facebook like. Yeah. From one only Michael Mana. Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Uh, oh, man. Shout out to the man. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I will. I will say this: I uh, I put together my Force uh, Monster G6, mm-hmm. and it is a unbelievable machine. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the only reason I bought that machine was a Stevie. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Force Force USA. Pay that man some more money, okay? Or give him right. some more gym equipment. Seriously. Have you seen his new podcast? The Big I Fitness. Not, it's I good. I've not seen it yet. It's good. It's really, really good. Yeah. So go check it out. It's on his uh, YouTube page. And uh, I really enjoyed their first episode. It was really, really good. Uh, You know, it was a great listen. So, uh, hey, by the way, if you need something to listen to, go listen to the Stevie Richards Fitness Podcast on the Stevie Richards Fitness channel and uh, go check it out. And it's a a really good listen. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, I think Patrick Stewart, you know, obviously – it's a role he enjoys because he's still doing it. Um, he obviously loves what he's doing, but yeah, at some point, you know, you've got to go. I mean, you can't, you can't literally have him Professor X as Picard. You know, you the whole bit of Picard is he's Picard. Um, he's got to be able to move and do stuff. So, uh, I, granted, I am of the mindset that I, I honestly would prefer. That this be it, you know. If you want to do spinoffs, that's a different story. But as far as Patrick Stewart and the Next Generation, if this is your goal, let that be the case. Have spinoffs, do whatever else, but you know, stick with the idea that this is your last season. Yeah. So, personally, that's just me. Um, but it was an interesting idea and a concept that they put out there. So uh, one more before we go into this, and uh, I'm going to have to share the screen with you for this one, but uh, (laughs) Playmates Toys uh, returns to the Star Trek franchise with the release of their first wave five-inch figures. Okay. And so the company released a stop-motion movie featuring figures from the first wave and guest star John Delancey as Q. So, really? Yeah. So let me. What the, the hell have I been? I've been under a rock for the last I, like month. I don't know. I don't know where you've I been. I must be. I must be. Okay. Let's... All that damn night court. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We got this here. I'm going to hit play. Captain, I am reading zero life signs on the bridge. Extraordinary. It appears we have become action figures, Data. Captain, my legs aren't behaving. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> What trickery is this? Trickery? Ha! Au contraire. You turn us back immediately and leave. Leave? Now? Well, I, I no, I just got here. Captain, we are being boarded. Red alert. There he is. Gone! <laughs> Data. Recommendation. Captain, it would seem that the best course of action would be to do nothing at all. Hmm, a logical analysis. That was unexpected. <laughs> Indeed. Let's carry on then. Engage. 
Oh my lord! I saw that earlier, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's epic." Yeah, yeah. Q, Q, <laughs> Con, yeah! uh, which I guess we'll go ahead and say that now. That's a good transition to tell. Uh, I'm getting to see William Shatner this weekend. Um, going with Jacob, driving down to Houston at Sugarland, to be more specific. Uh, we are staying I'm with. So jealous of you right now. You're going to I see know. William Shatner. I am I know. so I know. jealous. So, so we jealous. get. To, we're staying with a family friend who lives five minutes from the venue. Uh, I've known her all my life. She's like my mom, my dad's best friend's wife. So, and then get to see her boys who I grew up with and spend time with their family. So we're taking a whole weekend out of it. So we're leaving Saturday morning. The show is Saturday night. Uh, it's a five hour drive. So we're going to get there, hang out in the afternoon a little bit. And then we're going to the show that evening, Sunday, spend the day with Miss Margie and Michael and Chris and their families. And then Monday, we're going to get up and drive back the next day. Um, so, we're super excited about that uh, to go check out William Shatner um, and we get to watch Wrath of Khan with him and then ask questions afterwards. So um, I am super duper stoked about that. That's going to be my weekend for, for, for that was a present from uh, a that's friend of mine. A great, that's a great present. At it the, is. At, at the Wrath of Khan show, they should, they should serve Wrath of Pecan ice cream there. Right, right. They should. I doubt it. I'll doubt it, but we'll see. I so, still love I, I still love the, the, the robot chicken skit they did. It was like mm. two two Kirks and a con. It was James Kirk, uh, Kirk Cameron and Con is like on a pizzeria. Yeah. Con spills a drink. I was like here Shatter. It's like the pizza scream in the pizzeria. Women and children are looking around, like, oh my god, they're like hiding, like and plugging their ears, hiding the kids' eyes. Oh man, it's oh, oh it's oh goodness, that's it. it's a classic. It's a classic mm-hmm. robot chicken skin, which it is. Robot, which robot chickens on a lot of Star Trek too. Yes, they have. And yes, they have. Good. It's all been good. That's it. Okay, but uh, I guess now it's time. I guess we should probably talk our main point today. So I know, uh, yeah, we've been we've been jibber jabbering, okay, for forty nine yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, th- hey, we've gone longer, so it's fine. It's fine. Oh, we've gone. Yeah. So, we, but j- jibber jabber for an hour twenty. Talk our main topic for thirteen minutes. Yeah, and show, folks. And see you later. So <laughs> see you later. All right, but let's uh, let's go ahead. Uh, let's issue our black alert uh, right here. And let's talk our main point for today. Um, so, uh, TrekMovies.com, they do this annually. They put out their best of Star Trek for 2022. And then they're going to talk about what they're looking forward to for 2023. So, we're going to look at those lists and talk about them and see what you think of their choice and if you would have something different. So, um, the first thing that they do is they talk about best season of uh, all the Star Treks that were released this year, they list the best season is Strange New Worlds Season 1 is the best season that was done out there. Uh... I'm coming back. Sorry, John. Okay. All right. I, just... I, I, I have my sister call. Okay. So, right. I know you're like, hey, where did Triple D go? It's all <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. 
Uh, there you go. No, so how do you feel? Strange New World Season 1 is the best season of everything that they released last year for Star Trek. I mean, entire Trek. We're talking uh, of everything. Well, no, released last year. So oh, released tw- last year? Yeah, for 2022. Strange New World. Yeah, number one is they're saying what they're saying. So you, Prodigy, Lower Decks, of everything mm-hmm. released in 2022, it was the best season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't I would say maybe lower decks would be second place, but you know, other than that, Picard may be third. Yeah. Um, if we're re- doing releases, uh, that'd be my top three of how I would rank them um for seasons. But because everything in this list, triple D is only 2022 releases. So okay, 2022 releases. Okay. Yeah, everything in here is only that. So uh, that's would be my top three. Uh, would you dip? Would you, is your top three differ from last year? Releases? No, nah, no, nah, it'd be Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Picard. Okay, cool. Uh, then the next uh, best live action episode is Picard the Stargazer. So you know, in the second season, that's when. We get the introduction of Q and Whoopi Goldberg, and basically, okay. the um, it's the uh, Picard. That's the it's the it's the um, premiere episode, the episode number one. So um, that's why they went with that. Um, that's what they said was their best live action episode. Mm. If Strange New World is your best season. Why would you not have an episode from Strange New World as your best one? Yeah, I here's the thing. I'd have to say this the the season finale of Strange New Worlds was the best action. Yes, was the best action one. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was a good one from Picard. It was good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as good as Strange New Worlds. Mm-mm. I agree. It's a, a series finale with you have the Ron. I mean, you, you basically have you know just unbelievable action and the just just the callback to history you have james kirk in there i mean come on i mean mm-hmm. hands down hands down yeah yeah it was it was i think for sure uh best animated episode um they went with uh prodigy time amok uh is what they did uh, I haven't seen Prodigy, so I can't answer on this. Time of Muck, was that the one where they had all the is that the one where they had the where they had all the old like um characters? It, it, I'm gonna read it says which found the protostar crew divided but united after the ship is fractured in time with only hologram Janeway to connect them. Each prodigy had to do their part to prevent the ship from exploding and keep it out of Dreadnought's hands at the same time. The heartbreak of Rock's extended time alone, months, years, exceeded only by the joy of the crew's reunion after she saves the day, and it changes her forever in ways we haven't discovered yet. So, I saw it. I mean, it was it was a good episode, but to me, like the best Prodigy episode ever is where is where the is where the kid who's the captain goes into the holly where he, where he goes and. and into the holodeck mm. and he basically gets like the best like crew members of like from like from like star trek where right you've got odo you've got okura spock and they're voiced by the actors like they mm. cut up spock and put spock 
They cut up Odo. They put Odo, you know, Renee over. They did. To me, to me, that's the greatest animated Star Trek, like, ever. From last year. Yeah. Or just I, in I general. Or, or in, overall. In, 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 overall. Last year, I, to me, to me, it, it, it's it's got it's got to be one of the lower decks episodes. Yeah, so like I mean, I loved uh, which this I guess we could go ahead and talk about it because this would be my choice for. Um, but they list the best cameo is George Takei as Sulu in the uh, Crisis Point Two Paradoxes. Yeah. Um, I personally thought that's probably one of my favorite episodes because it was hilarious, but still like yeah. Blimler that's he's dealing with, you know. Um, you know, he's he's dealing with the idea of of death and you know William having died and, and then we see what happened at the end of it. But then seeing Takei and then um and then getting bit by Sulu's horse. <laughs> so you know, there's some funny moments, but there were some points to me. There was a lot here in this one. That would be my choice for the best animated episode. But then they said the best cameo of 2022 was George Takei is Sulu. So um, what do you think? Who else was there? Yeah. Because everybody else was, you know, Guinan wasn't a cameo. She was a part of the series. Yeah. Uh, John Delancey as Q was a part of the series. Um, I guess you could argue (laughs) maybe uh, Chakotay on Prodigy, right? Because he he made an appearance. Um, Janeway is a part of Prodigy. Um, uh, Janeway's kind of a main character on, on Prodigy, though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's a part of it. Yeah. Um, um, would you say Kirk? Would you say Paul Wesley? But he was a major part of the episode. Yeah. He wasn't exactly a cameo, so. But, yeah, it's not a cameo. He's, it's a, yeah. I, I have to go George Takei. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. I don't think there's much. Yeah, I agree with you. There isn't much. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, best use of science discoveries DMA, um, the dark matter anomaly. Uh, Whatever. I don't. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm sorry. This this, this discovery just. Uh, oh, listen. Yeah. I we we all know that Stevie does like discovery. He would have really would have liked his last. Oh episode. my god! Yeah, even yeah. if he watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I mean, it was. That no. was an. It was an epic fail. Like, hey Stevie, we we watched this so you don't have to, sir. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, you, you don't We endured to. it. We yeah. endured it. It was awful. It was a slog. Uh, best surprise: the uh, TNG cast reuniting for Picard season three. So, I would agree with that one. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, I mean, because but, it's not like we were expecting that. To know? me, I kind of, I kind of was expecting it actually. Were you? I was, I was, I was expecting that eventually they were going to like, because we talked about it. We, we see mm. that we had, you know, George, like Lavar Byrne was backstage. Michael Dorn was back. They were, <coughs> they were all backstage. Mm. So yeah, I guess eventually, so. eventually something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best convention moment: the Lord X cast cosplaying in Mission Chicago. Um, so uh, you had Drad Jack Quaid dressed as Brad Blimler with the purple hair. Um, Tawny Newsom dressed as Mariner. Uh, Noel Wells dressed as Tindy, and Jerry O'Connell dressed as Random Ransom. 
for the panel that they were on um, with the outfits and everything, boots, matching boots, and yep, all that fun stuff. Uh, I mean, we don't cover a ton of conventions, so but I do remember seeing that. Um, the only other surprise that I think would maybe maybe um, go, you know, be close to the T and G cast reuniting would be the disc- the drop of the Strange New Worlds Lower Decks crossover. Yes. You know, and that convention moment would also be uh, up there too, um, yeah. because the way they did it at that at uh, convention was hilarious and surprising. So I would say that moment could be uh, close to those two that we just talked yeah. about. Yeah, I, I would say that. Um, okay, this is your ballpark right here. Uh, best novel that was released in twenty twenty two, TOS Harm's Way by David Mack. Okay, um, I agree. I agree. Really? All right, so you've I read agree. it. I read it, yeah. Cool. Outstanding yeah, novel. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, so he, he uh, that is one. Best nonfiction book. <laughs> Can't believe this Best, The Star Trek Cookbook by Chelsea Moreau Castle. So uh, one of the most fun books to flip through this year, uh, Chelsea Moreau Castle, The Star Trek Cookbook, has recipes from across the franchise, starting with the original series and touching on every series up to lower decks. Packed with gorgeous photos. The book includes recipes for plow meat soup, bunnicorn sausage, and even spatchcocked tribble, among others from across the galaxy. While the book was done <laughs> before the Food Rich Strange New Worlds premiered, it's still chock full of culinary gems and visuals uh, to amuse even Star Trek fans um, who don't cook. The author is a huge Star Trek fan, and it shows on every page. So, hey, um, that's what I haven't seen, but I kind of want to get now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. The best, only here's yeah. the thing, John. I say for like best book too. Well, I mean novel because I I don't think as I I don't think you would include the year five wouldn't be wouldn't be considered a novel. Be more of a comic book, correct? Right. Which uh, we're going to okay. talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those are that's the actually the next two things uh, we're talking about. So they're talking the best comic miniseries, and um. They had a three-issue. They're listing the three-issue Star Trek Lower Decks miniseries from IDW. Okay. So that's what they're saying because I think it all came out in 2020. Did Year Five all come out in 2020, or did some of it start in 2021? I think Year Five started in 2022. I think. What did it start in 2022? So I think so. But they well, list, I mean, this is they well, start saying best comic miniseries. So okay, you know, um, but that's that's what they're listing it as. Um, and it's because it's only a three episode miniseries and it's a faithful spinoff adaptation of the Paramount Plus original series. And they they're they're just covering more of the show that you don't get the you didn't have time to do. Um, that's their reasoning for it. So um, and because because they're saying the best individual comic issue uh, in their next book is Star Trek number one, because it doesn't qualify as the best miniseries because it's still going and it rolls over into 2022. But um, the best issue was Star Trek number one from IDW, and it's an ongoing series right now. Um, And brings Cisco back from the Celestial Temple, teaming up with a mix of old and new characters from across the Trek universe, Avenger style. It's such a massive story that is set to spawn at least one already announced spinoff if you ever wonder what it would be like to have Montgomery Scott be Ben Cisco's chief engineer, look no further than this. 
So, uh, again, I'm super excited about Star Trek number one and for their first graphic novel, so I can check this out. It's going to be great. Um, so, uh, oh, you're going to like this one. Best home video release. The motion picture complete adventure box set. For Star Trek, which I have, which I, have. <laughs> I, I know you do. That's why I said you're gonna be there happy. Was, about I actually, actually, there, there was a guy on one of the Star Trek forums. I can't believe you said this. I mean, this is, I mean, listen, you know me, you know, I'm a huge motion picture fan. Yeah. I love it. This guy was saying that the motion picture was better than Wrath of Khan, okay, saying that the Wrath of Khan was like a shoot 'em up, bang bang, and it didn't have like intellectual thinking that the motion picture had. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about, man? Retro Cons are the greatest movies ever. Yeah. It, it shows like sacrifice and friendship and you know, it, it, the relationship between Kirk and Spock and everybody. I mean, Retro Cons, yeah. I mean, the, the more the motion picture, don't get me wrong. The, the scenes, the sets, the music, especially now since I got this, I I had this like Zvox sound like sound box inside of inside my garage. It was sitting in the box for like I don't know ten years. Just never took it out, hooked it up, and I, after I cleaned my garage out, I'm like, well, I got some time on my hands. I'm not slinging donuts today. <laughs> Let me put it in my room. I put it in my room, and I play the the Enterprise, where you know Kirk goes up to the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Just when you hear it on there, it's it's like almost like you're in the movie theaters, and I could see the allure of the motion picture in the movie theaters, where you the big screen and the woofers and the music, and you hear everything better. Uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. you know. And but for two breaths of God, no, come on. Yeah, no, you can't do that. You can't, you can't. All right, so I guess, but I, I bet you didn't know this. The UK box set of the Complete Adventures um, was nicer because it had full size bumper stickers and it contained more discs too. It included theatrical and director's edition from 4K and in standard Blu-ray, uh, as as well as all the other this, stuff that came in this here. Is, this is BS, man. I yeah. want that set. I want the full. Actually, I already have all the full bumper stickers already. So, oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, I got them off of eBay, along nice. with along with an inflatable Enterprise for Star Trek for uh, Star Trek for the, the Voyage Home. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, the best high end collectible of the year, uh, they say the XO Six Mirror Sulu One Six figure. Um, Listen, but, anything, anything from XL Six is the most collectible thing. Right, it's the most collectible. I mean, yeah, my God, I mean, the jobs that they do on those figures is crazy. Yes, it is. It is incredible. Uh, yeah, but like, really, they the way what they say is the Mirror Sulu release that stands out the most. XL Six lightness have ranged from good to stellar, but none have so flawlessly captured not just the appearance of an actor or even the essence of the character. Um, both which uh, Mira Sulu does magnificently, but also an iconic moment from the original series. You can practically hear the Gerald Fried music cue playing. So it's 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 it's. I mean, 
if you get an XO6 figure, as we've said before, keep it in the box. Don't play with it. It's not a yeah, no. uh, best budget collectible. Uh, Playmates TOS Phaser. So, <laughs> yeah. So, which you Playmates. Yeah, Playmates you get for the lid. For, I think from my opinion, you get a, even like Target for 30 bucks. You know? Yeah. So that's that's super cool. Best a comic shop find a Gorn plushie. Um, <laughs> this it's a it's a Gorn, but it's a plushie, and um, it, it will not it will not hatch hatchlings in your gut and, and rip you up. The no, Gorn it plushie. Won't. It's a plushie. It's cute. It's a yeah. uh, funny. It's called P H U N N Y. Funny plush. It's an eight inch Gorn from Kid Robot. So uh, if you're looking for that, that's what it is. Best Apero uh, from a company called Hero Within, custom okay. tactical heavy jacket. Um, and their slogan for Hero Within, uh, the motto is, we understand geeks. In 2022, they added Just, a new item to the Star Trek line, the Starfleet custom tactical heavy jacket, available in sizes Hero, small. What's that, what's that called? Hero Hero, Hero Within. Within. Um, right, I gotta... I'm going to, oh, I'm, here, I'll just show you the, the link. I'll just show okay, it to yeah. you. Here, let me um, share my screen. And let's go to Chrome. Uh, all right, share. Uh, yeah, thank you. This is what it looks like. You can get it to say the Defiance. It's a pre order. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Boldly go with the flight tag there. Um, it says introducing our heavy jacket in our Star Trek collection. Pre-order for the Star Trek uh, Custom Tactical Jacket. First offered as a San Diego Comic-Con. This exclusive sold out has been back-ordered since July. Expected to ship mid-December. This tactical jacket features multiple inside-outside pockets, extra insulation, and delta-stitched on the back. As part of our customized jacket collection, you can choose from any number of name patches, shoulder patches, zipper pulls, and delta pins. Wow. Both futuristic and practical. This is the perfect jacket for any occasion. So you can get a oh look, there's an academy patch. So if you want to get an academy patch, you can do that. You get a wow. oh, you get your delta there, um, dude. This thing is woof. It's nice. I'm actually, I'm actually on the site right now. Holy shit! <coughs> I think it's nice. Sure, the t-shirts are awesome. The the Trek joggers, the Trek joggers are a little much, but I mean, oh my god, they have a Star Trek Universe onesie. Ooh, <laughs> fifty six year mission. Oh, it's sold out. Why am I seeing stuff that's sold out? I don't want to see stuff that's sold out. Why are you putting I, it on your website? This this tactical heavy jacket. This thing is. Mm-hmm. Thing is freaking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is dope. I mean, they look. I'm telling you right now, they have some. They have some really good stuff. I mean, um, it's like holy shit. Mm-hmm. The strange new world. Have you seen the strange new worlds jacket? That looked pretty cool. Oh, I haven't seen the strange new worlds. Oh yeah. So they have. 99 bucks. There's a Strange New Worlds cloth jacket, but then they have two satin like bomber jackets. Um, the one says Picard, it's customizable. One's red, one's blue. Um, and then they have I've already got a Star Trek bomber jacket. Like I've got the one where it's the it's from Heroes and Villains. Mm. That that one's pretty unique. Man, this is these are 
Yeah. Oh man, the man, name patches. Are... You can just buy the patches. Shoulder patches, name patches, yeah, exactly. poles, delta pins, uh the mission joggers, uh, <laughs> the uh, mission Star Trek tech jacket. That's a pretty cool like hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um Keep Trek Strange. The joggers. The, the, look, they got some seriously good stuff. So yeah. <laughs> the universe um onesie. As are the, the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Onesie. Gold foil logo pen. But yeah, like, there's then, some interesting stuff on here. Yeah, but they've got like they've got DC, they've got Marvel. I mean they got a lot of stuff. Yep. If you're a Doctor Who fan. Yeah, no, they have a lot of really nice stuff. Um, so that's that's the best apparel. Uh best uh podcast. We're gonna say the Academy. It's called Inc- Academy. Enterprise Enterprise Incidents, but yeah. Um Who? Academy. I don't know. Who? Oh, I, I only know one Star Trek podcast, the Academy. Yeah, exactly. Um the best meme is Verified Rikers, where they have a picture of uh William and Thomas Riker facing each other and they're both verified. No, uh, no. Yeah. Um we don't care the about best, no. The best meme is the wharf barrel meme. The wharf barrel Oh meme. yeah, easily. Um uh, best fan content. Voyager the animated series trailer. Uh, yes. Yeah. You that know, uh, yeah, the filmation style one that they yeah. did. Um best celebrity moment, LeVar Burton's lifetime achievement award from the okay. Children and Families Emmy Awards. So um he he got that. And now the best William Shatner moment for 2022. Apparently, William Shatner is a category in his own. He should be here for Bill. So at 91, he shows no signs of slowing down with a new book and numerous TV and convention appearances already under his belt. He stopped by the Howard Stern show to record a cover version of the radio host theme song, Rom Zombies, oh, The Greatest, The Great American Nightmare. Not only did Howard and co-host Robin Coovers love Shatner's version, but Zombie called the cover the highlight of my very bizarre career. You can check it out below. And if you go to um, trekmovies.com, you can see the 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 sound for it and listen to it. Um, William Shatner, he's a treasure, man. All right, it's... It's interesting. Go listen to it. Check it out. Um, yep. That was their versions of the best of 2020. So, uh, anything that you found egregious on that list, perfectly? Mm, the only thing I found I found egregious was the was the animated one, mm. but but not too egregious actually. The meme, the the wharf. The, the, the war barrel memes to me mm. they were the best actually you know what meme really made a big come was like made a big force in 2022 Gauron memes mm. yes I'm, su- I'm surprised Gauron wasn't um when did Shannon go into space was it 2021 or 2022 he went into space it was 2022 right it was last year yeah it was probably the best Shannon moments when he went into space Maybe that should be the best Shatner moment, right? Not him singing Rob Zombie, right? If you want to do the most like, like most like Shatner is Shatner moment, yeah, that's him singing Rob Zombie. But like the opinion for William Shatner is going up into outer fucking space. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come exactly. on. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, 
see. Uh, I didn't. I mean, like, I didn't really find anything really egregious with any of it. You know, except for the except for those couple of things. How about you, John? Um, I I guess I guess for me it was you know just some of the the prodigy uh love on yeah. the show because I haven't seen it and you know um the animation style just doesn't intrigue me to want to watch it so maybe I should just because of some of the stuff that was on there. Um other than that that was about it really because um everything else I was like yeah I can see that it's fine there's nothing like incredibly egregious but you know I could see their points of like that's the the one thing about this list compared to some other website lists that we've t- talked about and just were like, what the hell are y'all doing? Um, you know, like for me, this is just more of, I, they at least could justify their answers. You know, yeah. like we did that one list, the top 50 moments. And it was just like, you're just going in order from like first things that happen all the way to like what you're not ranking them. You can't say it's a top 50 moments. If we're not ranking them, oh, just, there was there was a lot of ranting on that one. Yeah, there was. We were we were we were both. Oh, we were, we 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 were hot, man. Yes, we there were. There was hot. a lot of heat. There was there's a lot, lot of heat in that episode. There was a lot, a lot of heat. Of heat. Lot but of heat, uh, <laughs> but let's let's take a quick look at what. Uh... And speaking of heat, okay, <laughs> we we started talking about heat. And the people at Star Trek were like, "We're gonna freeze John again," because we were distant. We were distant prodigy, but no. But you know, but also, guys, I said to you guys with 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 these top lists, it's all your preference, your personal preference on what you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you kind of froze so, up again, John. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So this is this is according to Star Trek.com. This is their no particular order according to them of 2023 what they're looking forward to all right um the next gen cast returning for picard season three okay um the next thing they have is carol kane on strange new world season two which they're thinking maybe may so uh who's carol kane she was on taxi she played latka's wife uh princess bride uh okay Dark the afternoon scrooge annie hall um oh, okay okay yeah, <laughs> she's the new engineer for the Enterprise. Um, you know, replacing Himmler. So um, there's that. Um, then the next thing they have uh, the Strange New Worlds Lower Deck crossover. Honestly, that should be number one. Yes, yes, and uh, well, they're just saying in no particular order. They okay. just they're just kind of going whatever. Uh, but Jonathan Frakes is directing the episode. Bravo, bravo. Yes, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be probably one of the best like track episodes ever. It should be good. It should be good. Um, they have this list, which I find interesting. To Lynn on Lower Deck season four. Um, yes, the Vulcan. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're saying more legacy characters in Prodigy season two, which might okay. be October. Um, right. then, uh, the a new fun tone for Discovery season five. A new what fun 
tone for season five of Discovery. So thank God. Yeah. And it even says, uh, <laughs> letting go of the galaxy ending stakes that have been a hallmark of the previous four seasons, the new one promises a tonal shift, moving away from all the heaviness and more of a action adventure sort of season. Focus on a big mystery that is a bit of a quest or treasure hunt. Think Indiana Jones in space. So that's what they're talking discovery. When is when is that coming out? Season five. They have not listed it. They have November with a question mark next to it. Okay. So um, so they're saying like Prodigy is October with a question mark. Lower Decks is August with a question mark. Um, Strange New Worlds is May with a question mark. So uh, the only thing we know for sure is February being um, Picard. So, so basically, so we're going for Picard to Strange New Worlds? Yeah, so it looks like it may be Picard, Strange New Worlds, uh, then Lower Decks, then Prodigy, and then Discovery. Okay, so we're ending with Discovery instead of how we ended with uh, Lower Decks this time. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, to end the year. But their year kind of goes like like they take the summer off kind of thing. You know, it's it's a weird. I don't I understand how yeah. their year works. Um, all right, another thing I'm looking forward to. The Nerf phasers. About time. I'm excited for this. They look amazing. Uh I've seen kind of some of the things of what they're gonna be doing. Um so why did is- it take why did it take fifty-six freaking years? For Nerf to create this, because Nerf had they had you Paramount had to negotiate the rights with Hasbro, so oh. uh, you know the limited edition release actually includes two TNG era phasers, the Star Trek uh, Starfleet Type Three phaser. It's the rifle. It's going to be a motorized blaster with lights and sounds. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah, you pull the trigger and you got a ma- an internal magazine and everything like that, and then. Um, they're going to have a Starfleet Type 2 phaser where it's going to be a single shot. You load it in the front, push a button, and then you go for it like that. Um, so you can be able to play. This is like with the first wave of Playmates roleplay toys. It's great to have Star Trek stuff you can play with again. So um, they said it's a limited edition. So I wonder if you have to go to nerf.com and order it from them. Probably. So they don't list a time on that. Um, so, but they're saying December. Um, uh, but I don't know. I don't know on that one. Um, maybe they have to go to nerf.com and check it out and see. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence. Uh, this is a uh, post-Nemesis era PC and console game. Okay. And there's going to be an impressive... IDW prequel comic to tie in. Oh, very nice. So uh, it's an upcoming narrative adventure game set in the post-Nemesis area. So um, should be interesting, to say the least. So, um, what? Uh, look, the, okay, so Star Trek, the, the new IDW comic series with Cisco, is apparently doing so well that they've already got a spinoff scheduled for 2023. It's going to be called Star Trek Defiant. It is a dark and edgy spinoff that is described as the Dirty Dozen meets Star Trek. <laughs> yes. And so uh, it's Worf leading a Defiant crew that includes Rolaren, Lore, and Spock. 
Lore? Yep. Lore. Yep. On a defiant. Data's like just evil dickhead brother. Yep. Yep. That's I like it. I that's like supposed it. to be March, is what they're like saying. It. It's gonna come like out in it. March. Like it. Reminds me of uh the Star Trek Coda books where you had that like same thing where you had like everybody from every like Star Trek generation converge into one. It was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be fun to say the least. Uh Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the high country in February. This is a novel tie-in to Strange New Worlds yeah. by John Jackson Miller. So um that is that is gonna be February, is what they're saying. Uh <laughs> Paramount announcing plans for another movie. That's what they have other they're looking forward to. Um, maybe we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna punch the wall. I'm gonna punch the wall in about two seconds. <laughs> All right, so this one is better. Uh, TNG movies on 4K HDR Blu-ray. Hey, um, so after, after wrapping up the TOS movies in 2022, uh, it is expected for Paramount's home entertainment to move on to the 14G movies with a possible release of Generations. First Contact, Insurrection, and Nemesis coming in 2023. It has been rumored a release could come as early as First Contact Day in April. Oh, so, I that. Yeah, that'll be cool. I love I love Generations. I thought your Generations. I, I like Generations. So. Yes, Generations. Was, I, uh, generations is fine. I liked I, I liked Insurrection. I so did I. I loved Insurrection. I, I thought insurrection was great. Was, that was great, too. Yeah, First Contact was really good, too. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we got a Voyager documentary. Um, it was supposed to happen in 2022. Uh, it's called uh, To the Journey, looking back uh, at Star Trek Voyager and um, kind of from the same team that had did the DS9 What We Left Behind series. Uh, production continued in 2022, and then they're talking about um, hopefully having it done uh, this year. So uh, that's the goal for that. Uh, there's a brand new Star Trek series announcement. They've been hearing whispers uh, about a new Star Trek shows and that are in development. Will it be Section 31, a Starfleet Academy series, a spinoff from Picard, live action Janeway show? Nothing's been locked yet, but <clears throat> at least one of them is going to be greenlit this year. So uh, that is that. And then whatever William Shatner is doing. <laughs> So that's their that's their their other one is uh, yeah yeah you know. so uh, anything on here that you really just or it just made you excited or tickled your fancy here uh, Triple D I think everything did basically everything mm-hmm. did I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to everything see what 2023 has to offer yeah and I'm just looking forward to 2023 because it'd be a lot better than 2022 oh yeah well and I mean and let's be honest. Like it, when it comes to Star Trek, boy, I mean, this looks like this year they're they're going to be killing it. I'll say this: I'm the thing I'm looking forward to is that crossover episode, Picard, and believe it or not, Discovery. I want to see mm. if Discovery can rebound from the absolute shit show that they produced in season four. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like they're trying to, and they're trying to just have a little bit more fun with it and stop being the whole. You know, craziness you, with it. You, yeah, you don't have to like. You don't have to be so serious. Mm-hmm. Why? Original. Se- so, so serious. Why so serious? Yeah. So, 
But I mean, because I mean, you had Strange New Worlds. Look at what it did, and then had a, a fine balance of everything. You know, look at you know, even Picard. You know, it wasn't. You know, it just. I like. I mean, the fact that they recognized that that they needed a tonal shift, and they recognized it, and were like, "We're making a change." You yeah, know, that says a lot that the showrunners and everybody you know recognize that. So. All right, well, uh, that's the end of everything here. I guess we have left to do is our favorite trek part of the show. Wreck. Is our Trek Wreck. So, uh, James, if you'll do our Trek Wreck noise right now. Just you know, great. He's the man. He's he's, he's the man. That's why we call him money. So yeah. it's my turn because I think I made you do it last time. Uh, yeah. After we came back, so uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had something, but uh, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna come to this here within clothing line. Um, they, you know, I mean, it's not egregious on the prices for some of this stuff, and it looks amazing. I really mm-hmm. like. You know what I really like? It says a customizable jacket, but it looks like a, a sweater hoodie. The yeah, you know, the the like you know, red one and the blue one. Um, those look cool. And the fact that you can get different, you know, uh name patches and shoulder patches, yeah, that's super cool. The delta pins and like you can customize everything, and then you got joggers and you know, more hoodie jackets and even their t-shirts, you know. The, there's all kinds of things you can get. It looks like really high quality stuff. Um, I I personally like it for that aspect for for truck stuff. But if, even if you want to, you know, expand your collection a little bit, if you want to go DC, if you want to go uh, pins, Godzilla, you know, all kinds of stuff. There are some really cool things to check out. Um, Godzilla, at- Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, heck. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad that we just did that live. We did it live. We're going to get canceled. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, Yeah, we've been canceled before. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think think, um, just their quality of stuff that they have, um, their price points aren't egregious. Um, I think Hero Within, if you go to herowithinstore.com and go check it out, it's it's really it's really some good stuff right there. So um, that's my Trek wreck of the week. Excellent, excellent wreck. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So Triple D, that's all I have. Uh, you want to tell the lovely people where to find you on the internet, or do you not care anymore? Uh, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can no. at least tell them how to find us on the show. Well, how about that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For, for for those who you know me, go find me on social media. I'm not hard to find. But the thing you really should be worried about is following us on social media. Meatheads, follow us. Facebook, Academy HMG. Twitter, Academy HMG. Email us, Academy HMG at yahoo.com. Okay. So 
So guys, so so just so follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Social media platforms are on. Just just give give us a follow because that's really because there are funny memes that are posted on our academy page, mm-hmm. and uh, this 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 podcast goes out live on the academy, correct? Yes, it is. It's like we're live and, right now, and this podcast goes out live on the academy, so you can listen to this podcast earlier without you know. You know, you can listen to it raw, basically. Right. I don't think so, James does a lot of editing. He just adds the the music and the sounds. I don't think he. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. He just adds a little bit to it. So you, whenever we decide to record, when you see that we're live, you can pop on, or you can listen via uh, Podbean, and then and then wherever you listen with your um, uh, podcatcher of choice, yeah. however you like to listen. And of course, you can always, as they say. Rate and subscribe and, you know, all that fun stuff. Give us a five-star rating if you think. Um, and um, as we say, with the shows, tell us who you want us to have on there. Um, hey, maybe we can email Nicholas Cage and say, like, hey, you want to come join us? Uh, Nick Cage. Maybe you can, maybe you can convince Russo to watch some, uh, some uh, Star Trek. And I'm, I'm, I got to go. I got to do his uh, – I, I got to go do the uh, – the the brand uh, front line where we do cash train the marks. Oh yeah, I, I have to go on there and I have to, to tell you the truth, John. I just, I just hate, I just hate wrestling. I I I can't stand the product. It's not believable. I watch a match and I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is, this is, this is, this is, this never happened in in a million years. Like. You had WWE. You got Bianca Belair. Nobody should be able to be Bianca Belair. There's only one person can be Bianca Belair. You want to know who it is? Is I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know if she's on the roster anymore. Is that Dewdrop Girl because she's big and she's outweighs her. Real life fighting, you know. And then AEW. Real life fighting. AEW. Marina Shafir will there's nobody that could beat Shafir. Nobody. Name me one female wrestler, WWE and AEW, that can beat Shafir. Baszler or Rousey? Maybe. Maybe. Shafir's badass, man. Oh yeah. She I I to to, to me, to me when I enjoy seeing her matches because they're believable. Mm-hmm. They're, and do you know who she? Do you know who she lost to? Jay Cargill, someone who should be her. And I think too, her going on the feast streak. What's the point? Yeah. Who's going to be Jay Cargill? Who are I they going to? Who's Who's AW going to build up to defeat her? I mean, they haven't built up anybody, but that's the problem. Jane Carville is not worth holding that title anyway. You know, she doesn't need the belt. She's not. She's rotten in the ring. Yeah, you know, I don't think she's, she's that great. She's an attraction, but you know, but they're 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 putting all the the eggs in the Jane Carville basket. It's like Goldberg. They're trying to do Goldberg again. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 not working. Mm-mm. And you've got talented girls there. You know, like I think Red Velvet's talented. 
You know, even though she's a little rotten. Hmm. Kira Hogan's not bad. I hate her. It's good, but they... Britt Baker, I mean, what the fuck happened to her? She's gone downhill. And where's Serena Deeb? That's, I mean, I thought she was in the back. Um, like, isn't she supposed to be helping like coordinate matches and stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she is or not, but probably not. Knowing Tony Khan, okay, he probably, you probably, probably still has. I don't, I don't know. It, it, you don't have your best wrestlers out there on TV right now. Hmm. How do you expect people to believe in something when? It's not believable. Yeah. Like, and same thing in WWE. Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans should totally, should totally destroy sixty-five percent of the roster out there. Yeah. Name me, Rousey and Baszler are a little more tougher or a little more badass than she is, but you know this is a Marine-trained you know woman. Mm-hmm. She don't take no crap. I mean, and she's pretty big for a woman, too, though. She I mean, is a big ass. She will snap your neck and, like, laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Who – it's – Well, they, they have they have messed her up big time with, you know, you know, with how they presented her so many different yeah. ways. You know, I mean, that's the problem. You know, that's one of the biggest things. So. They messed her up and – I mean – I like Liv Morgan, but okay. She's not uh, to, to me. I mean, do you do you, do you, do you think she's still as popular as ever? I don't like her to begin with. I, I okay. you know, okay. I, I did, I've never been a Liv Morgan person. Like I okay. just I, I didn't see it. So I'm like, I for me it's a turnoff when she's on the screen. Okay, so so so, you, so so you'd agree with me that she's not good then for TV. Mm, mm. I I mean, it. Hey, just watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and be be done with it. Just watch New Japan. Yeah. To to me, like everyone, everyone, like I I and and I know I know I know how means gonna like. Slap me when he's next time he sees me, but I think Eo Sky needs to get out of damage control. I think I think I think Eo Sky is is, is an untapped talent. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love her. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Well, I think Kari Sang left and is back in New Japan, and she's the Stardom IWGP champion because they don't know how to use her. They don't. WWE doesn't know how to use, you know. EO they don't know how to use they didn't know how to use Kari. That's why she went back. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's that's the sad part. They collect these people and they don't know how to use them. You know, and that's the problem. Now they're and now they're selling the company. Yeah. Yeah. My so. we my we my we see new blood and creative. No, I think I don't think Vince wants to fuck with that because it makes the since they've taken over, they're they've done a lot to improve the product, and so that makes him more money when it comes to sale. So if improve he's doing the- this, if he's doing this strictly as a business aspect, then Vince doesn't need to change the the 
the management team of Stephanie, Nick, and and Triple H, and let them continue to do their thing because he wants to get the most dollar for the value. If he's here just to sell the company, quote unquote, like he says, if it's what's for best for business, then okay, cool. Uh, I heard Eric Bischoff say that maybe he's trying to get capital to go back private to basically buy out WWE and put it private again. So who knows? So that so then he can do what he wants to do then. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Hmm. So there's a lot of interesting things that could happen. Yeah. Uh, with with what's going on right now with that. And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell, folks. <laughs> Big John, before I really just hijacked it again for, for a rant about wrestling, where can the people find you? Because unlike me, you're a little bit more social. Eh. I'm like a, I'm like Oscar the Grouch. I'm like an old curmudgeon, okay? Let me put it this way. At this point, if you haven't found me, then it's on you. I'm not. Exactly. You know, you, know, you, uh, I've, you, you can go back to past episodes. You can hear where I am. So whatever. You know where to find me on all the social medias. So go and figure that out yourself. But I do, I do want to say as a reminder that I will give you this. Uh, if you need help with mental health uh, services or figuring out what you need to do or how to start your healing journey for your mental health, you can always email me, john at freedomhousepc.org. And I will be glad to help you figure out what you need for your healing journey and how to start it. Or if there are any resources in your area, things along those lines. So uh, that is the only social media that I'm going to give you is that I'm not going to talk Trek or anything along those lines. That's all left down below that, or as you told us earlier about how to find and contact the show. Um, but if not, then, you know, email me if you need some help with that area. If you don't want to email the show or message the show or Facebook or anything like that, if you want to do it a little bit more private and discreet, email me, John at freedomhousebc.org, and we'll help you figure out what it is you need. Um, it's very interesting because on the Smack Attack, we have a crew of people who listen, and um, we're, we were able to help a, a person on the show um, oh, good. get some mental health the services that they needed. So um, so I don't say this just to say it. I, I mean it when I say it. So it's important that we uh, continue to make sure that message is getting out. But um, with that said, I believe, sir, it is your time to take the show away. Well, aliens and races and people of all genders, shapes, sizes, sounds, whatever, whatever you think that you are, what you really should be, we'll be back at the Academy dishing out more lessons in Star Trek. More rants and less swearing because I swore a little bit too much on this on this one. I actually did drop a few F-bombs and I apologize for that. But Big John, my friend, and to everyone that's listening and to live long and prosper. And we'll catch y'all next week on the Academy Star Trek Podcast. Peace. Peace.